Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we hear. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to be objective. Uh, we're not striving to make objective value judgments or be professional critics. We're just putting music in front of you. Even if we hate something, we encourage you to support the stuff that you enjoy by purchasing physical copies, going and seeing bands, and all of that. Uh, the format of the show is quite simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We randomly select between five and seven of them. All of the content is listener submitted, and that is all there is to it. Um, I got no real preamble that's related to anything that we talk about on the show this week. I will say, though, I have one brief point of order just because I think it is becoming like a – it's culturally pervasive in a way that is starting to, starting to annoy me. Okay. I, I watched um, – I, I just finished watching – David and, and I got through uh, this show on HBO Station Eleven, which is based on a book. And we started watching it because it was like, you know, a post-apocalyptic series. It's um, – oh, I'm done with post-apocalyptic bullshit. Yeah, see, here's the thing is like I have such a strong affinity for post-apocalyptic stuff. But the way in which it's been turned into this um, opportunity for people to quote-unquote like – say something about the human condition and shit yeah. has really alienated me. Well, it, you know, I mean, you could probably argue that, you know, Fulci was doing that with, you know, stuff. Oh, for sure. But I think that modern, yeah, you could probably blame, like, maybe uh, 28 days later. For sure, yeah. It's just gotten incredibly ham-fisted. I'm not saying that, like, classic uh, post-apocalyptic media didn't have anything to say whatsoever, but, like... At the end of the day, I want to see mutants in hockey pads. I want Mad Max. Yes, I want people coating each other with napalm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't need a lesson. No, I don't need a lesson at all. And this show was just like, it, it started somewhat promising. It was like, you know, a pandemic situation. And anytime they explored the immediate sort of post-pandemic world, I was like, this is interesting. This is the type of exploration of a, of a post-apocalyptic real-world setting I would like to see. And then it would flash forward, and all of the characters were insufferable, and they were exploring, you know, the intricacy of human dynamics in a post-apocalyptic yeah. setting. And I, I just, I'm just here to make a call for us to get back to yeah. mutants with hockey pads. I'm on. not interested in the human story no. in a post-apocalyptic setting. I want to see humans being punished. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? Right. That's what I want to yeah. fucking see. For sure. I, I, I agree 100%. I'm so fucking done with post-apocalyptic bullshit. I never, ever, ever want to see something about zombies ever again. Never. Never. Ever. No. I, t I said to you the other day, I said, uh, like last week or so, I said, you know what? Before we recorded, I'm really done with anti-heroes. Sure, yeah. I'm super done with them. Yeah. Because all the fucking anti-hero bullshit that you see, basically, essentially, probably maybe since like the Sopranos. Yeah. There always tends to be some cultural tribe that identifies with said anti-hero. For sure, yeah. And then this like commercial exploitation of those sentiments where it suddenly becomes they think they're actually anti-heroes. Right, yeah, for it, sure. It like manifests itself yeah. as something that people actually think is real. Like, I'm really the Punisher. Or <laughs> I'm really right. I'm really the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. When really these people that they identify with couldn't be bigger fucking monsters. Yeah, for sure. And uh that's the whole point. That's the point, right? That but is it's the point. Totally yes. lost 
on brain dead fucking humans. Right. And I'm so fucking done with it. I don't want to see anything about the fucking post apocalyptic unless it's pure, absolute fucking human punishment. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. And and, and, and humans losing. For sure. Yeah. Give me give me stalker. Right. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit about you trying to we gotta come together and we gotta fucking you know, we got we gotta Rebuild. Rebuild yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> if it was so great, how come it's, it was so easily beaten? Yeah, like, yo, that's that's a theme that really irks me in, in a lot of post-apocalyptic media, too, is, like, the hubris of uh, assuming that rebuilding is the correct course forward, right. or even the right. moral course. I, I, think, I think what the, the correct course is to uh, go find whatever last bit of ammunition you can find and insert it into your brain at a high speed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? That's that's what it should be. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so sick of it. I'm done with, I'm done with anti-heroes. I don't ever want to see it again. I want to see good guys. I want to see bad guys. <laughs> I don't want to see a guy that's like, well, he's very complex. No, he's just a fucking asshole. He's a piece of shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. I had this exact conversation with my sister one time. Like, at an Easter brunch. Yeah. This was maybe seven years ago about Sons of Anarchy, mm -hmm. which, you know, I've seen every single episode. I had to write it out because <laughs> it got unbelievably stupid. But every time, it, I, like, every time I watched it, I felt really angry that I watched it. I felt angry at the show. Yeah. I felt angry at the actors. I cannot watch anything that any of those fucking actors are in anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That dude, the, the main guy, Charlie Hunnam, yeah. one of the worst actors I've ever fucking seen. All he does is play fucking the same dude every time, which means me to believe that he actually thinks he's the fucking guy from Sons of Anarchy. It's possible, yeah. Right? But it's just the same dude every time. But my sister's talking about what a great show it is and, and you know, how, you know, they were, you know, her and her husband at the time, like, you know, well, it's really relatable because he cares about family. I'm like, he doesn't care about anything. Yeah. He fucks his family up with his bad decisions all the fucking time, and he's probably the most notorious fucking mass murderer and serial killer that the United States has ever seen. <laughs> and it's a well-known fact that he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing admirable about him. Right. All his fucking poo-pooing about, we're going to get out of this, baby. I'm just, I just need to get a little more money. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. For sure. It's also interesting because it, it takes a very insufferable type of person to, like, uh, go whole hog on identifying with these characters. Because most of the media that portrays them, in my experience, the good, the good examples of it anyway are fairly clear-cut about the fact that, like, yo, no, this is actually bad. Like, Goodfellas, for example, right? Like, it leads you in, you know, you got the soft opening where you're like, oh, this is cool, you know, all my life I wanted to be a gangster. And then by the end of the movie, everyone's life is in fucking shambles, everything is falling apart, it's a clear message. This is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but, like... <laughs> But almost everybody misses the point. Right, for sure. And it is cool. I get it, right? On it its surface, cool. it's cool. It ain't cool. It is on its surface. It ain't cool. Cool. It's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. It's fucking lame. Look at how stressful and how much fucking hard work it takes to make a dishonest buck. Well, that's what I'm saying. It isn't actually cool. On its surface, it, it appears cool. It doesn't appear cool. Well, I will I'll disagree I, with I, you I, It doesn't appear cool. It, 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 and here's the thing. Like, this anti-hero stuff, like, manifests itself very much in fucking hardcore, too. Oh, for One sure. One of the reasons yeah. why I hate fucking, like, you know, like, basically beat down and I hate all that sort of shit. Yeah, for sure. Is because it, it, it you know, it's just basically pure, it's basically pure fucking anti-hero worship. And they talk about family and respect and all this horse shit. It's fucking bullshit. It's yeah. fucking fake bullshit. For sure. You know, and you just, uh, I, I, yeah, man, I'm done with, I'm done with post-apocalypse because we're living in a fucking apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And here's the thing too, 
you know, with, with I've never seen this Station Eleven, right? Yeah, it's I, like I will not watch. Don't it, watch it, right? Yeah. But like, I think we've, I think we've now we're, we're playing this out. We're yeah. playing this scenario out in real time. Mm-hmm. We know that it doesn't turn out cool. For sure, that is that is like confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like if nothing else, the past the past two and a half years should show to you that. Yo, humanity's fight against climate change mm-hmm. is a done deal. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. It's a done deal. I yep. don't care how much hoping and praying you fucking do. Yeah. I don't care how much you do as an individual. It's a done fucking deal. Because when the shit hits the fan, and it's going to hit the fan. Indeed. We're, <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> For sure. We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. We're fucked. Yes. Right? No matter what, no matter what, like, global or existential threat were to present itself. Yeah. We're fucked. We're going to turn on ourselves. We're going to turn on ourselves like crabs in a bucket. Indeed. Yeah. Right. So, hey, get rid of all your hopeful dreams about the future. Right. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Right. It's only going to get worse. And the, and, and the only time it's going to get better is when most of us are fucking gone. That's probably true. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I, I didn't mean for us to go quite, <laughs> quite that dark. I was just going to nitpick this show that I watched that kind of sucked. But... Um, you got anything else that you want to mention before we dive into the queue? Uh, kidney stones and yeah. uh, ice fishing, man. Yeah, for sure. That's what life's all about. That's, that was, that's what life's been about, man. I mean, I've been, I told you that I am fucking done from the belly button down. Yeah. I am fucking done with my body. Yeah, man. Kidney stones for the past couple of days. I don't know where it is right now. Yeah. I can kind of like feel, oh, it, that's where it is. Yeah. I don't know where it is at this moment, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you yeah. at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. I'm going to know. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, for I sure. got up at 3.30 this morning to go fishing. Um, I got about an hour and a half of sleep, so I'm riding real thin right now. Okay. Um, I got an hour Good. and a half sleep because all I did was wake up and go to the bathroom and then lay there in pain, in fiery pain. Yeah. As what felt like a spiked softball made its way through my abdomen. Yeah, still haven't found it yet. All right, cool. So you got you got kidney stones. You had an unsuccessful day of ice fishing. Well, I should also it was know. successful because I was on the ice. That's okay. Fair enough. In uh, an hour and a half of sleep, so we're in for it tonight. I also had a very good idea. Okay, so we got to do a hell week, right? Yeah, sure. Probably not this time. Right. Next time, mm-hmm. we fucking rent an ice fishing shack. <laughs> Up north, uh huh. You, you and me, yeah. Maybe get a friend, come up. You don't have to fish, sure. We fucking burn through this live stream it while I'm fishing. <laughs> yeah, we just fucking go through the hell week. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yes, that sounds horrible. Yes, I'm talking like 24 hours of fishing. Yeah, bite or no, sure. 24 hours of casting. That that might be ha- like hazardous to our health. I know, yeah. I know. That's why we should do it. <laughs> We're getting into like David Blaine. Territory. I know, I know. Okay. That's, I want to. I want to. You you know that I am about the genuine experience of punishment. <laughs> yeah, as long as I am not being punished alone. That's true. Yeah, for sure. So. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we we can we can put a pin in that for sure. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, hearing the idea, like yeah. you know, I think once we get down to planning the logistics of it. We'll see how it goes, but... Yeah, imagine this time next year. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Hell Week's due. Yeah. Take a week off work. Yeah. We head to fucking, I don't know, the UP. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran an ice fishing guide. Right. Right? We get one of those sleeper shacks where it's a wooden shack on the lake, mm-hmm. and we just hole up. It's like <laughs> one degree out. 
Dude, that and, would be miserable. I, I am I am catching cooking walleye right there. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the blood mouth that I am. Sure. Right? And we we get through this. I'd like I, I would like to hear you clean and fish live on the air. Yeah. That wouldn't be right. bad. Sure. ASMR frying it up right there. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Right. I like this idea. I do I like this idea. idea. Yeah, yeah, right? a good idea. We're out in the wild north. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we just fucking I don't know, throw some bait out in the ice. Yeah. See what shows up. <laughs> we could do that too. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm into this idea. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll circle back around to it for sure. So uh, let's get into the queue this week. Right. Yet again, a uh, a varied queue. Like uh, if anything, if I can if I can say anything about our listenership, uh, they they send in a wide array of stuff, and the show has become uh, far more eclectic than I ever imagined it Good. would be at the onset. So, um, so first up, we have a band called Capra C A C A P R A with a release called In Transmission from Lafayette, Louisiana. This was sent in by John, who described it as uh, having a lot of 90s hardcore, metallic hardcore influence. It's got a, you know, the cover is like highly, a lot of Photoshop textures, a woman with a blindfold on, they're, a they're, halo. They're definitely um, putting some production value up front, aren't they? Yeah, it, it looks very... Uh, it, looks like, um, it looks like they want to completely rip off the Jane Doe Al Mart without I, actually doing the exactly. Jane Doe Al Mart. Yes, I was about to say. It looks like they're definitely worshiping at the altar of Converge, and everybody in this band is, uh, they've got haircuts, and they're wearing tight black shirts. So uh, next up, we have got a band called The Chain. This is a self-titled release. It, came, it comes out of Australia. It's on Last Ride Records. We had um, an earlier Chain 7-inch on the show. Yeah, this looks familiar. This sounds familiar. Yeah, this was submitted by Niall from uh, Australia. Um, I think it's just kind of meat and potatoes, burly hardcore stuff. I can't remember exactly what we thought of the first 7-inch that we heard. Yeah. Th then we have got Faith Alone with their self-titled release. This is a band from L.A. It was sent in by Grant. Um, I think this is two members of Freedom and uh, members of some other bands that escaped me. Uh, but uh, Grant said it was just like fast, fast hardcore with some mosh parts. Didn't really uh, describe it much beyond that. Then we have got Dream Warriors with their demo 2021. This was sent in by Matthias from Sweden. This is uh, a band based out of Sweden who he says plays... Um, like fast hardcore pulling from classic american swedish and japanese influence but and docking uh, what's that and docking and docking because of dream warriors yes yes and obviously docking right swedish hardcore pulling heavily from docking i would like to hear that i might yeah see where that goes then we've got suffocator with their self-titled self-titled release this was sent in by colton is uh, basically weekly at this point, SLC Utah submission. Can't remember what the fuck he said about it, so if we land on it, I guess we'll find out. Then we have got French Police with uh, Pensa Pensamiento Negro. This is a band out of Chicago who uh, does not actually speak French, but uh, speaks Spanish. All the songs are in Spanish. This was sent in by Will, um, who said it is in line with a lot of the uh, darker, driving, post-punk revival stuff that's coming out right now. Looks like it. Yep, indeed. Then we have got People's Tempo, People's Temple with their uh, self-titled demo. This is a band uh, on Roachleg Records, but one that I did not hear. They put this out at the end of uh, November, or at the end of last year in November. Um, this was submitted by TJ. Slipped, uh, slipped by me. Didn't, uh, didn't see this on the Roachleg site. So uh, I'm sure it's probably good because TJ sends in good stuff and Roachleg puts out good stuff. Then we have got Genetica with their demo. This was sent in by Franklin. Um, this is a band out of Milwaukee, I believe. Oh, no, this is a band the out of Labels out of Milwaukee. Yeah, yes, and it was recorded in Milwaukee, um, but the band is based out of Toronto, I believe. 
Then we have got Choices Made with Reason for Conflict. This is also a band out of Toronto. This was sent in by Vince, who said he wasn't going to provide any other context. He just was going to send the band in. Vince is setting this up because a guy has a No Effect shirt on, another guy has an Ignite shirt on. Yep, for sure. And the art looks really bad. Uh, Yeah, I'm... I, I imagine I that see some uh, mature men in <laughs> flat brims. Yeah, for sure. I I think there's a good reason why Vince didn't say anything about this. And then last up, we have got Chaos Cross with four hits from hell. I know some people have talked about this in my presence, or I've seen people post about it on the internet. It's a band out of Boston. This was sent in by Caius. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said about it, but I think this is some uh, some Boston hardcore with uh, some some metal underpinnings in it. So right. let's roll the dice and uh, find out what's up first tonight. Eight. All right, eight is Genetica, which I know fuck all about. You can find this at unlawfulassembly.bandcamp.com, which is the label that put this out, and this should be up towards the top of the releases there. Um, Looks like they have got the first song queued up to play, so we'll just jump right in. Like I said, I got no idea what to expect, but it looks like hardcore of some stripe. So we're going to listen to the song False Idols by Genetica off of their demo. So we just heard the song False Idols by the band Genetica off of their demo from November of last year. Um, A little updated information. So I guess this is a project that is split geographically between Milwaukee and Toronto. I got to assume one member is from Milwaukee, one Mm. is from Toronto. It looks like just like a two-person collaboration, and they they split split all of the musical duties between them. Yeah. Super, super solid, fun, hardcore punk. I I don't have a whole lot to say about this. Um, This wasn't, like, top tier, but it certainly wasn't bad. It was really solid. It was good. If I saw this band in a basement, I'd be stoked. I'd pick up a tape. I will probably forget about them in a month, which is no fault of theirs. Just in an oversaturated landscape of really good hardcore right now, this was was very solid. Uh, I like this a lot, actually. We were talking last time about how there's a lot of – there's a – it's – getting really um hard to distinguish for sure yeah and i think that to me this this caught my ear right away because it's so stripped down for sure yeah that helps the recording sounds i i love the fucking recording it's not too pro but you can hear everything clearly the guitar sounded really good yep catchy songs i just like the earnesty of this release for sure yeah you know yeah like this just sounds like a lot of fun i hope that there's more i don't know there's it's a four song demo it's sold out i looked um but as we know demo seems to mean 
the beginning and the end of a band. <laughs> Oftentimes, yes. Right? Yeah. Um, it is the beginning and the end of a band for, for most bands. Um, I wish there were more than four songs, but long-distance relationship, yeah, probably not. Yeah, for sure. That's tough. But I really like this because this, oh, more so than a lot of the stuff we hear, this sounded distinctly vintage. That's true, for sure. Yeah, there were no hallmarks of modern hardcore present here at all. Yep. There was no chorus pedal on this. There was no delay on the vocals. Nope. This was just, just straight-up hardcore Straightforward, earnest, you know, vintage hardcore punk. Yep, for and sure. And I really liked it for that reason. Yeah, it was good. I got no complaints about this. I liked the way the guitar sounded. Yeah. I liked, I liked that. I don't know, I, you know, I don't know anything about fucking sound engineering, but um, I like it when the guitars uh, almost just sound like, I don't like, like, Firecrackers and wax paper. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just have that little, that little, that little uh, hiss to them. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, the drums, the snare. Yeah, for sure. No, this sounded good. Like I said, I thought it was super competent. Vintage style, as you stated, hardcore punk. I got no beef with this at all. I can't say that I'll necessarily remember who this band is until somebody brings them up, but that's just because my head is, is flooded with way too much information, and um, I, I don't have that much room for fucking trivia and info to begin with, so I've, I've probably long, long since exceeded my limit at this point, and I'm just, like, trying to stuff things into the crags and crevices of my brain yeah. uh, to little effect. I feel like I forget more than I remember at this point. If I felt like this, there was likely to be more from this mm. I would probably pay more attention yeah for sure that's a good point yeah. right but I don't feel like there's likely to be more I don't feel I mean you know who knows it's two people they can find you know they can find a third person to you know play guitar or bass or whatever yeah sure but I just don't I, this does not seem like this is going to be uh, more than maybe a one-off and maybe maybe a second yeah four song tape yeah for sure yeah stuff like this typically has a short uh, short shelf life for sure which it it um it does not incentivize paying attention but no no anymore it disincentivizes it like i'm almost certain i, me I mentioned this exact same thing last week because i've been bitching about how the demo is the beginning and the end sure yeah it's the entire fucking point mm -hmm. instead of the beginning of something right and uh anymore like you know, it started with my irritation at like the super hyper, almost you know, um, like the super hyper, ultra limited stuff that like Deluxe Bias puts out. Sure. Where it's like, yeah, it's super cool. Collect them all. They're the, you know, like little fucking trinkets. You know. Yeah. Remind me of like I don't know when I was a kid. I used to love to collect these stupid little fucking toys called Muscle Men mm -hmm. that were like an inch tall. Yeah. Just little like mutants and wrestlers and stuff. Right. And uh, they're utterly pointless, but they were fun. Yeah. Right. So that's how I felt about Deluxe Bias. Is he's, but now I'm just irritated. Yeah. Because they're so short and ephemeral. And I think that that irritation is, is generally creeping out to most projects. Not just hardcore. I've mentioned it before. Why the fuck are there only seven episodes of The Fucking Witcher? Sure, yeah. yeah what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And now i got to wait, what, through two and a half more fucking years? Yeah. For another one? Yeah, it sucks for sure. I think in this instance too, like not Genetica specifically, but when speaking about like hardcore and punk more specifically, it's like hardcore hit clips. Like if yeah. you remember hit clips, yeah. that they were for children and they yeah. had it was like a very low a low fidelity MP3 that contained just part of a popular song. Right. Right. And this is becoming like the demo, the the, right. the hyper limited, very short tape demo. Right. Is hardcore hit clips. It's 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 turning into stuff from my era would be like um, 
Beanie Babies mm-hmm. sure. in the 90s, yeah. right? I was too old to collect them. I remember my fucking dad and my stepmom thinking they were going to be worth something and trying to get them all. They were. They were for a, a brief period of time, and some very few ones still are, but uh, good not luck. Not the ones you got from McDonald's. No, no, not not largely speaking, no. <laughs> and uh, like snap bracelets. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what, the, it's just turning into like basically like a um, charm bracelet. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And, and I... I was listening to fucking, uh, what was I listening to? I don't know, some death metal record. I can't remember which one right now. But it's like 50 minutes long. Right, yeah. And I'm looking at like modern death metal records, and it's like six songs, 24 minutes. And I know that you and I preach the gospel of getting, keeping it to the point. I don't sure. want to hear an eight-minute opus unless you can write Bill Steer riffs. Right, yeah, of course. Right? Um, but like, God damn it, give me more than 20 minutes of music on a fucking $24 fucking 12 inch <laughs> for sure yeah i agree with that yeah you know god yes. damn it guys yeah i mean maybe that's why maybe that's why the cd is is having a resurgence right yeah, i don't know because they're cheaper to produce and like they it can justify uh putting less less content on it without people feeling like they're getting ripped off spending 24 dollars plus shipping for <laughs> 18 minutes of music you're getting ripped off if you're buying a million hours of music on cd <laughs> yeah that's true for sure the most disposable and uh objectively least cool music format ever invented right for sure um but yeah that was really solid uh we got on a tangent about shit that has very little to do with this actual band and it's mostly just conjecture about how we think this band yeah, might be good band now give us more yeah for sure i would i would like to hear more from this band um, all right, let's hear the, hear, the, hear the next selection of the evening. Two. Okay, two is The Chain, uh, the Australian hardcore band. Who, Like I said, I know we've had them on the show before. I just can't remember exactly what they sounded like, but I, I'm pretty sure it's like big, big, burly, kind of traditional hardcore, you know, post-86 mentality, stompy kind of stuff, if memory serves. You can find this at lastriderecords.bandcamp.com, which has quickly become one of the more uh, premier uh, Australian hardcore labels in the last few years. Yeah. Um, it looks like they have got the first song queued up to play, so we can go with that. So we're going to hear the song Human Disease by The Chain off of their self-titled 7-inch. <laughs> Let's go! 
Okay, so we decided to listen to two two songs. So we heard Human Disease and Burn It Down by The Chain off of their self-titled 7-inch. Like I said, band is on Last Ride Records based out of Australia. They sound how pretty much how I remember them sounding. Uh, big, burly, mid-tempo, uh, big bar chord, hardcore. Um, contained both of the elements that we were just talking about uh, the band uh, Genetica not having a lot of chorus on the guitar. Yeah, I don't. A lot of delay on the vocals. I don't. I'll have to revisit the um, previous thing that we had on because I really don't remember what this band sounded like. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I would remember so much like post-punk chorus on the guitars. Yeah, for sure. But except for the fact that it's becoming far and far more yeah. ubiquitous. Yeah. You know what I, I, mean? I like the first track a lot better than the second one. I agree for sure. The, 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 uh, riff for the chorus in the first track. I very mean, catchy. Yeah. Very catchy. Yep. Um, the second track was just, a, if you didn't have the fucking post-punky sort of atmosphere on that, yeah, would just be st straight kind of boring knuckle dragger stuff yeah for sure i mean it's it's solid it's solid mid-tempo hardcore like i said of the of the post 86 mentality vein for sure but so a lot of people are starting to register this complaint and at first i kind of wrote it off because these are elements that i i typically enjoy sonically and i think bands like gel and bib and gag use things like delay and chorus to really great effect but I also think that the people in those bands are writing good and interesting songs. And I think that those two elements in particular are starting to become a, a, um, potentially a bit of a crutch when you're not really writing hardcore that is that sonically arresting or doing presenting any new ideas, but you just hit that chorus pedal, you throw some delay on the vocals, and people are like, ooh, okay, this is kind of cool now. Yeah. This isn't. This actually isn't just boring mid-tempo meat and potatoes hardcore. It's actually kind of cool. Right. You know? So when we were listening to the first track, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting. This is pretty good. Yeah. There's some good catchy riffs in here. It doesn't have the standard, I guess the, um, it's not the standard sort of like, plate of meat and potatoes that you might expect sure, with yeah. a band called The Chain and with sure. that album art. Right, right. That's why I wanted to listen to the second track because yeah. I thought, mm, I feel like this I, I feel like this song is almost like an intro to like, okay, now let's get down to business. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the first track better. Yeah, the second track I think was fine. If I saw it live, I'd like it. Sure, yeah. It was fun. But Without you're right. Without the uh, atmosphere generated by the effects, I don't right. feel like it would turn any. It would turn as many heads. For sure, it's interesting too because I saw this happen uh, close up in like indie and alt circles a few years back. Um, a lot of bands bought chorus pedals and reverb pedals and shit, and they were like, "Oh, we're shoegaze bands now." And it's like, no, you're still pretty much just bad pop punk bands, but you mixed your vocals down lower and you put yeah. a bunch of guitar chorus on your guitar and it's not cool you're still fundamentally writing really stupid songs and i think that's starting to permeate into hardcore spaces um in a way that i i certainly commiserate with people who are annoyed by it i'm not quite annoyed by it but i also am starting to see through it right when this was a fresh gimmick a couple of years ago i was like oh okay you you probably could have got me with this sure right you know if you were one of the first bands doing sure. this on this wave a few years back okay oh wow this is cool maybe these guys have some interesting influences now okay cool you listen to gel you listen to gag you listen to bib you're pulling references from a lot of bands who are contemporaries of yours. And this is fine, totally competent, meat and potatoes, knuckle dragon, mid-tempo hardcore, but like, it's not really mysterious or cool. You, you know? know, it's, you know, honestly, it's loose. It's, it's kind of, 
Um, you mentioned gag. It, it's kind of wearing off there too because For sure. I don't think I don't think still laughing is as good as America's Greatest. No, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, for sure. It I doesn't agree. hit the same. And yeah. when, when you heard, when when I first heard that that first release by Gag, I was like, yeah. oh damn. Yeah, for sure. This sounds like something new. This is fucking good. Yeah, yeah. No, the shine is wearing off of that. I yeah. agree for sure. I think. Uh, a lot of people are ready for that this 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 trend to die, and I, I get it for sure. I 100% commiserate. I think I think it's time to try. <laughs> it's time to try something different for sure. The, we're getting to a saturation point on this shit. It's kind of why the last band, the first band that we listened to, um, kind of stood out to me. Yeah, like I said, one of my one of my immediate uh, one of my immediate compliments was like, "Hey, no chorus pedal, no no delay, right? Yeah. Pretty cool." That's kind of why gen- Genetica kind of stood out to me that it was just. This was his vintage. Yep, for sure. All right, cool. Let's uh, see what's up next. Six. Okay, six is uh, People's Temple with their demo. You can find this at roachlegrecords.bandcamp.com. Came out on November 1st of 2021. I do not know anything about this whatsoever. Uh, and they, they do. Get- they got a song called Horny Warheads. And they do have a song called Horny Warheads. <laughs> they have the first song queued up to play. There is an eponymous track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like we often we often gravitate towards it's the eponymous the track. It's the shortest track on here, though. It is the shortest track on here, yeah. Um, let's maybe just listen to what they have queued up to play, sure. and if we feel like it's not, uh, if we don't get enough, if there if there's not enough meat on those bones, we'll listen to another track. Yeah, so okay. we're going to listen to LSD and Anarchy by People's Temple off of their self-titled demo. We just heard the song LSD and Anarchy by People's Temple off of their self-titled demo from November of last year. Talk about a band uh, with a straight-up just vintage hardcore sound. Say stripped down, unpretentious vintage stuff. Yeah, you know that that could that could be a fucking Zero Boys track. You know that could be a fucking Battalion of Saints track. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was really solid classic hardcore punk. And yo, so. Touching back on what we just talked about a minute ago and, and how some of our affection for Genetica was the fact that it was stripped back, it was uh, it was a very bare bones in its presentation. I think one thing that people forget, and especially when you are leaning into effects and atmosphere and using it in this way to, to sort of mask uh, otherwise somewhat lackluster, competent but nonetheless lackluster songwriting, is that I think hardcore punk, when done well when written with care it doesn't need anything at all like you listen to a band like career suicide 
it's just tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing going on there in terms of like, there's no studio magic. They are recording to a 24 track cassette, you know, reel to reel setup most likely. The only effect on the guitar is probably amp overdrive. You know what I'm saying? I would be surprised if there's even any effects pedals on that shit. The guitars are bright and clean. The songs are just fucking great. Mm -hmm. That's why That's why I really like that Illiterates LP. There's nothing going on there other than just good, ripping, fast, hardcore songs. Uh, that Thought Control 7-inch, I loved that for the same reason. And ultimately, I think a lot of this, a lot of stuff that sticks with me on a longer timeline is shit that falls more in this camp. And I don't think that what we just heard was like, incredibly good or anything i thought it was just competent and solid sure but hardcore that falls into this general category of stripped back very bare bones relying just on the energy of the songs themselves without any accoutrement i don't know this is the stuff i revisit you know this is yeah. the stuff i i spend most of my time listening to the fus and the fucking neos and necros and negative approach and stuff i mean Sure, some of it's when I heard that stuff, when I connected with it, how it resonated with me. Sure. But some of it is that it's just fucking good and there's nothing to it. It's just fucking good ripping songs. Right. So in the same way that Genetica appealed to me, uh, this appealed to me for the same reason. I liked that this was just fucking everything that's on offer here is right up front. This is just hardcore punk in the in the traditional vein, you know? Yeah, this this um this reminded me in, in the way it sounded, the strip down, they like like the Descendants. For sure, yeah. You Early know? Descendants, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking dope. Yeah, for sure. I got I got no beef with this at all. I thought it was really good. And I will take, even though I think there might be some people out there who would say qualitatively this is worse than the chain, I, I'm, I'm going to take this over the chain any day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 I don't know. I probably would Yeah. right now. Again, it's because I... I Ebbs and flows. Sure, yeah, for sure. Ebbs and fucking flows. Right. Yeah, sure. You catch me three years ago, it might be. It might, it be, might be the reverse. Yeah. Ebbs no and doubt. flows. Right. Yeah, but this was good. And Roachleg is consistently putting out cool, very stripped back hardcore punk, you know, metal punk stuff. Roachleg's uh, Roachleg's putting out good stuff. So if you and and here's we already said this. Here's the thing, I don't feel compelled to like go pick this. I tell you, I will give you credit here. Proper fucking demo. Yep, for sure. Right, eight tracks. If you're good, if we're going to just accept the new norm that the demo is the beginning and the end, yeah, for sure. Right, then just give me a full release. Indeed, yeah. Right, finish me off. Yep, eight songs for sure. Right, don't give me four, give me eight. Yeah, how hard is it? For sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, if you've written the four, how hard is it to write four more? Right, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, fine, okay, that's it. People's demo is a done concept. Right, for sure. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. At least we I'm got okay eight, with eight that. Tracks, at least yes. I got eight songs. Yeah, for sure. Right, I got a full seven inch out of that. Right, um, and uh, proper relate, proper size release. I'll listen to this tomorrow on my way to work. Yep. And um, but I don't feel compelled to buy it because I don't think it stands head and shoulders above anything else right now. For sure. Yeah. It is the but it did catch my ear. It was more than yeah the chain. Yeah. Again, chain. Proper stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. No, no complaints. But um, you know, like I said. Whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, find out what's up next. Six again. Okay, six is uh, choices made. The one that may or may not have been sent to us just for the meme. You can find this at choicesmade.bandcamp.com. As you already noted, um, some you know some <laughs> some aging gentlemen in flat bills 
in uh, Ignite and NoFX shirts. Uh, some really fucking like. Well, to his credit, the guy in NoFX shirt is not wearing a flatbed. That's true. To his credit, as much credit as we can give to like what appears to be a forty-five to fifty-year-old man wearing a NoFX shirt, for sure. Yeah. You know what? He looks better than me. <laughs> I I would argue. I would argue that he doesn't. He, he looks better than me, man. I tell you. And and uh, you know, he's not. I, I, he's not wearing a flat brim. I think. Yeah. What What is the age limit on a flat brim? Twenty-five. Yeah, probably. Yeah, twenty-five-ish. Get rid 20s. of it after that. Yeah. Get rid of it. And if and yo if you and if you never if you can't avoid it don't even start you know what I mean right. but if you're already there if you're in flat brim territory now just understand there needs to be a reasonable limit right on the duration of time you can rock that garment yes you know um, so yeah let's uh, let's check this out I don't have a whole <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of hope for this the art is. Um, uh, it's a very it sucks, man. Like this is the type of shit that it's tattoo art. Y- yeah, it it's, is. It's it's not it's not art that you would get as a tattoo, right? But it's art drawn in a tattoo style, like a new school, old school style. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's it's very whatever you call that. It's very bright. It's very um. It's very clearly the result of like Photoshop. You know, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. It's like it's digital art. Digital art, right? It's de- it. There's um NFT core. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I asked what what is with the monkeys? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like if you're going to pay for something, why the fuck would you pay for a low fucking effort picture of a monkey? I don't know. I I, I truly don't know. I mean, I I can only assume it's part of the this pyramid scheme that I don't understand. How stupid do you have to be? Very, I mean, a lot very, I would think, assume. Think of okay. Think of let's say you're even marginally interested yeah. in owning a piece of digital art that supposedly is there was only one copy of, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And you own it in the same way that should you have the money, you could own a Pablo Picasso. Sure. Right? <laughs> and like the guy's like, yo, trust me, this is going to be the next big thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Trust me, this is going to be the next big thing. He's like... I'll tell you what, I'm going to cut you a deal. Let's say you give me, uh, I don't know, they, they use cryptocurrency. Right? I'm talking about shit I have no idea about. Right? I mean, you, yeah, typically it's paid it's for with crypto. Right. Let's yeah, say, sure. uh, give me, what, what's a cryptocurrency? Give, give, me, give me two Ethereum. Give me, no, I th- yeah, I think Ethereum is pretty high. Though. Ethereum's like worth like, yeah, like five, 5K give, give me, give me two, or something. Give me two um, Lamb of God coins, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Give me, give, me, give me two Lamb of God coins. Right. And uh, you can have this. One of a kind, original piece of art that nobody else owns, and it looks like that. <laughs> it's this. It's this fucking low effort image of a chimpanzee. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, trust me. The in- all you got to do is give me two Randy coins. <laughs> Randy you, Blythe coins. Yeah, and you and you can have this monkey with X's in its eyes. Yeah, I, I look, man. I I I won't claim to understand it on any level. It looks like a failed sketch from the Venture Brothers. Yeah, and by the way, they all look like that. <laughs> Yo, I wonder if we have anybody in our listenership because we don't have a huge listenership, but it's it's okay. You know what I mean? It's semi sizable. I wonder if there's anybody out there just fucking spinning in their seat right now, like that is not what an NFT is. That is not. They're not all monkeys. Write us and, and tell us I, if they're I not literally all just I, I literally, all I did was Google NFT. Yeah. And every single one of them is a monkey. 
Yo, I like that. I, and I also like how, <laughs> you know, like, it's already been said and done, right? We're, we're fucking beating the dead horse, and we don't even know what the horse is or how it died, right? Right, yeah. But um, I like how uh, supposedly it's one of a kind. Yeah. I don't know. Check this out. I'm just going to clip that picture. Right <laughs> yeah, that's that's the meme right now, right? It's like uh, right-click, save as. You yeah, know? got like, it. Got got the NFT. Got it. But you don't have the token to prove that you own it. Oh, That's wow. the thing. What what and, and what is it I actually own? What what do I own that is substantially different from right-click, save? That's the that's the question, right? That is the question. <laughs> I mean, you own the certificate. You know, if if I own a a, a piece of um, Physical art, yeah, sure. Right, I can I can study the the, the brushwork of one of the great masters mm-hmm. and look at the physical paint on the canvas. I like the one that when I go to a museum and I sure. can actually see that. Right, yeah, you can see the texture. You can see the texture and you can see the physical paint on the canvas. Yeah, right? I can study that. You don't get that if you're looking at a fucking poster, right? A Van Gogh Starry Night, sure, right? or Van Gogh, mm-hmm. right? If you watch Doctor Hugh. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Sure. Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hugh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, here, my copy-paste um, looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah, for sure. I, like I said, I think it's just uh, I think it's just to be able to flex and say that you you have it more than somebody what, else. Wasn't it know? just recently discovered that it was just a pyramid scheme anyway and it was about money laundering? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's listen to this Canadian band of uh, geriatric motherfuckers play what I'm sure is going to be some iteration of melodic hardcore. So um, they have got the first song queued up to play. I'm sure that's as good as any. So we're going to listen to the song Reason for Conflict by Choices Made off of their uh, their EP Reason, oh, of Con- Reason for no, Conflict. Oh, no, my. What? I just took a preview of the, le- of the lyrics. Let's listen to Reason for Conflict. Okay.
Okay, we just heard the song Reason for Conflict off of the release of the same name by the band Choices Made. I can't, I was going to say 7-inch, but I, I can't imagine that this would ever find its way to uh, vinyl or tape. This seems like, this is definitely CD core. Yeah, or just MP3 core. Or MP3 core, for sure. How'd you feel about it? Oh, oh. <laughs> I, saw you, I saw you rocking along, tapping boy, your foot. But this this sounded like they were trying to make fun of a German band. <laughs> yes, for sure. Like yeah. the, the Ignite shirt, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yes, yeah. This is, this is Eurocore. <laughs> right. <laughs> for sure. This is Eurocore, for sure. And... Um, Boy, what a shitty message. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. I, mean, I don't know, man. Like, we've said it before, but I don't, I do not find Posse songs to be at all inspiring. No, not at all. <laughs> no. Right. They, they are just hokey. Yeah, for sure. Especially when they try to thread a line like this, like come off as tough right. and come off as like, you know, they, they try to thread a needle here where they want to keep it posy and talk yeah. about how we're all in this fight together. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they want to have a little bit of a snarl to that. Sure, yeah. That's, no. that's you can't fit anything through that fucking, that, no. that gap, right? No, no, not at all. Th this 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 is bizarro core, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're, I don't know, I don't personally know anybody under the age of 45 who would even give this the time of day. And I know maybe one or two piece people in that age bracket who would give this a pass of any sort. Uh, not me. Not you. No, certainly not. Um, yeah, this this I, I I can barely speak on this. This is uh, this is anathema to me in every it, way. It is. It is anathema. It is. The more I think about it, it is bizarro core because it it it. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I think that kidney stone is finally coming up. <laughs> um, it it. Reeks of falseness. Yeah. But I have no doubt looking at these guys that they are earnest. Oh, in, for sure. In their fandom, right? Like, Absolutely. Like, they're, they're earnest in it. It just reeks of falseness. So that's why I'm convinced that this is bizarro universe shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, these are... These are uh, these are interdimensional travelers. Like, like, if Hardcore's Origins was not like, you know, teenage fucking angst and rebellion. Right. But rather, um, I don't know, like messages of social responsibility <laughs> yeah for sure right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right <laughs> you know and and you know you know like like it wasn't it wasn't about the uh the the anger and the rebellion it even like stupid silly petty things sure like hippies and metalheads right um you know but like instead if um screaming at a wall was more about like um i don't know helping to paint a wall <laughs> yeah for sure right, right? yeah yeah, this sucks, man. This is uh, this is so not for me that I barely feel equipped to even comment on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. And and even musically, like this sucked. Yeah, yeah. Everything but, about it's pure facsimile. I but think. yeah, it's like it's like um, this is like um, display furniture. It's yeah. not really meant to be right, used. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like a dis display only. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, this this is the wardrobe hung uh, hung in the fake closet in the display room at IKEA. Yeah, like you like know? oh okay, no one's wearing those clothes. It's familiar. Mm -hmm. I understand where this is coming from. I understand what it's supposed to do. Right. But it's not meant to be used. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the Arrested Development model home, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not supposed to really live in this. Yeah, and I was not, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't have high hopes for it. No. 
but as soon as I saw the lyrics, I, I knew that um, I knew that it, this was a failed venture on you know on me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there you go. Let's uh, let's listen to one more thing, and then uh, and then we'll pivot to some voicemails, maybe. Five. All right. This is French Police with Pensamiento Negro. You can find this at frenchpolice.bandcamp.com. This is the band from Chicago that Will submitted that he said is, you know, driving post-punk stuff. And certainly aesthetically, that that looks to be an accurate assessment before I've even heard a note of music. Um, We've got uh, three dudes with haircuts, black t-shirts, and traditional tattoos. So everything tracks. This looks to be right on brand for for what we're getting from a lot of these bands right around now. So Um, he said that the third song, Vacunas, was uh, his personal personal selection off of this. So we'll go with that. So we're going to listen to uh, Vacunas by French Police off Pensamiento Negro. Okay, so we just heard the song Vacunas by French Police off of their release, Pensamiento Negro. Um, like I said, post-punk band out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, how'd you feel about that? Because I, uh, I thought it was... I said when it was playing, I would be bored as hell at this show. Yeah. To see this live, I would be bored as hell. But I, I also get the feeling that, like, I, it's going to, a sh- going to a show like that sounds like this... Yeah. And the people look like this. Mm-hmm. It's more about being there and being seen. Oh yeah, dude. Than actually seeing what's up. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. The, this this is a social scene more than it's a music like scene. This, I, I this did this track did nothing for me. Nah. In fact, I was more um, I was more interested in translating the Spanish to English because right. I don't speak Spanish. Sure. And Google told me that this is an anti-vaxxer song. It could be read that way. It, it genuinely, it's kind of a joke, but I think it, it sincerely could be read that way, right? <laughs> because the song title means vaccines. Right? And the lyrics roughly translated are, I don't want to wear it. I don't care if they tell me something. If I put it on, it will hurt. I don't want to be crying. You know, I don't know. You could roughly, if you, you could wear, rough, if, if you wear it, it will hurt. Yeah. If you wear it, well... It will hurt. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. It could be interpreted as an anti-vax song. I'm not sure. I'm not. Um, I'm not going to assume their intent with this, right? I will say, um, I totally concur with you about this. It, I checked it, out utterly while this was playing. It was really just insipid and limp-wristed and very low effort. Like this, this, this was paint by numbers post-punk to a T like it was there was no ideas here this was I've complained about this with a couple other post-punk submissions we've had on the show that have been kind of in this vein is that this is a genre that's very easy to do like all style no substance and this was an example of that like there was just nothing going on here I don't know I mean there was nothing about this track that was arresting whatsoever there was there was nothing about this track that um, had, I don't think, I. here's the thing, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like a lot of, it, it feels like maybe it's a common sentiment that post-punk need be toothless. Yeah, which I, I think one of the things that is very exciting about a lot of the newer stuff that's coming out is that it's not that at all. And a lot of the original stuff that was coming out, like Warsaw and Wire and shit, was not toothless at all. Right. You know, so... Yeah, man, or Gang of Four, whatever. Take take your pick. So much of that stuff ripped. It just ripped in a different way than the punk that it was contemporaneous to. So, yeah, man, this was uh, this was this was genre exercise in in really the most uh, the the least satisfying way possible. Like they have the chorus pedals, they got the haircuts, they got the cool traditional tattoos. I'm sure these guys like Soft Kill and name whatever other cool hip post punk band du jour but they're not doing anything that deserves your time or attention over mm. a good post-punk band. Yeah. In my I, opinion. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, like I said, I, I would be bored as hell at this. I, if I saw this live, I would probably leave. If, oh, for sure. If, at least go stand outside. Yeah, yeah, Catch absolutely. a breath. I'd, I'd catch a couple songs. I'd be like, okay, This is This is, it. oh, cool, I can walk down to the gas station and get a drink. For sure. And, like, listening to this song, I feel like if I were in this band, I would be bored Playing I think the point this. is to look bored when you're oh, playing. Oh, for sure. And, the, and also, like, you know, putting the vocals low in the mix, you know, droning, uh, detached vocals, cool, whatever. This dude felt like he was barely there. Like, he could barely be bothered to show up. He was just kind of... <laughs> like, I mean, this dude wasn't even trying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's call it there for music tonight. Let's uh, we've already been going like an hour. We got a handful of messages to get through. Let's listen to those and then uh, and then call it because you know you got you got some sleep to catch up on. I'm, I'm running about two and a half hours of sleep. Yeah, for sure. So let's uh, let's listen to some messages. Yo, sorry about the three minute message I left last week. Didn't realize the time. Just sum it up as about a kid who um in like high school. Yeah, he showed himself and then. To hide it in embarrassment, started eating his poop mid class. Well, while literally sitting at his desk and got caught. Yada yada yada. 
So yeah, shout out to that Kato Aegis on shit. But um curious. Uh got like a little time I guess. Um what's your favorite and least favorite superhero film and what would you can classify as a superhero film? Does it have to be something that delineates from comics? Can it be something that kind of goes on the themes of superhero example, like the movie Super or uh what the fuck is that film? Fuck. Uh, it, I'm brain farting, but um, least favorite. Oh, you can include the the uh, that '98 Avengers. I guess my least favorite was any of the Fantastic Four, and my all-time favorite. I don't know. I mean, I really do love the movie Super. Also, just saw Crank and Crank Two. Thoughts on that film? It's fucking funny as hell, in like the most this is awful way, but it's funny, awful like fuck. We're depraved as fuck. These filmmakers suck. This is almost two minutes. My apologies for case. Okay, so I'm I'm not going to get into the territory of trying to like uh, manufacture some convoluted personal definition of like what a superhero film is or entails for me. I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's pretty cut and dry, right? If it if it if it explores uh, the territory traditionally tread by superhero comics, cool. Favorite superhero film? I don't know. I mean, obviously, we as a society are uh, are at a saturation point with that kind of stuff. I don't get as cynical about it as you do, for example. I'm done with it. Yeah, I, I, I still have a, a childlike joy just to see this stuff um, come to life on screen because I got into it when I was a kid to imagine that it would ever be something I would see with like serious production value behind it uh, coming to life on a big screen is still something that I get um, some modicum of, of wonder out of. It's, a, it's one thing I can extract a small amount of sort of genuine, like, innocent naive wonder out of it's just watching the spectacle of this bullshit and i'm and there's no ideas there either so i can just go in and fully turn off which is nice right um so honestly though i gotta say probably my favorite superhero film it might be like it might be like the richard donner superman honestly like the og richard donner superman it's so good like it has the absurdity of like silver age comics present you know i mean Marlon Brando as fucking Jor-El is fucking great. He's phoning it the fuck in, but still distinctly Marlon Brando. Um, Like, the set design is fucking absurd and over-the-top and fucking horrific to look at, but also incredibly visually arresting. Like, Mm -hmm. the design of Krypton is is simultaneously horrific and great. Um, It captures, like, the essence of Superman as a character in a way that I don't think any other film has. It's turning him into, like, a a gritty, tormented, um, almost anti-hero character where he's, you know, fucking throwing laser beams through Zod's skull and shit. I think that uh, I think it captured sort of like the innocence and naivety of that character in a way that has never been recreated. It also was groundbreaking. It's got a fucking smash hit of a John Williams score. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Probably the OG Richard Donner Superman. I was gonna say it's either that or I I have a I have a childhood soft spot for Superman two. Superman two is fucking great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I it's love probably it. one of those two. Like I immediately when that question asked, probably Superman two. Yeah, for sure. You know. Um, probably Superman too, and I like superhero movies. Yeah, be- for the reasons that you present. Sure. Here's what I don't like: how people think they're important. Yeah, of course they're not. They're not important on any level, right? right? Yeah. How, how, how it's 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 the cult that it's it's the cult of fandom that that that, that enucleates around. Sure. Them. Yeah. It Enucleation sucks. is removal of the eye, not <laughs> not That um sort of forms a nucleus right, around sure. it. Right. Um, sure. It, it, it 
It sucks. Yeah, no, I the agree. The fucking weebs that follow this shit fucking suck. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking about it because it's basically, it's not any different than I want the reason why I hate anti-hero bullshit. Sure, yeah. Right? I hate fandom. Yeah. Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> yes, I, it's a bummer. I hate fandom. Yeah. Right? And 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 and, and it doesn't matter what it is, the, 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 the nucleus of the quote-unquote community mm-hmm. that gets together to discuss some insignificant, Triviality, yeah, right, and then act like it's fucking important. Yeah, it sucks. Blow me for sure, right? Yeah, I'm in total agreement there, right? And and I will say, and I've said this before, as much as I love all of this content to varying degrees, some of it fucking sucks ass. Uh, but as much as I'm happy to consume it, right? Even the stuff that I don't really like, I can turn my brain off and watch a fucking CW show and be like, man, this fucking sucks. But whatever. Um, if all of it went away tomorrow, my quality of life wouldn't suffer at yeah. all. It, and yeah. if and if you believe that yours would, then you should seek therapy. Right. You know. Right. For sure. You're doomed for you're doomed to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. And I mean, like before, you probably should. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's that. just I, honestly, I will say my least favorite stuff. It takes a lot. Yeah. To get me to quit watching something halfway through. Oh yeah, me too, man. Like you know, I mean, I like I said, yeah, I've watched I've watched every single episode of TV shows that I fucking yeah, for sure. Right? It takes a lot to get me to check out. Yeah. Every single DC superhero depiction on TV or in the movies mm-hmm. has gotten me to check out halfway through. Yeah, I will say. Except I, for the Batman. Sure, yeah, yeah. I will say I think that. Uh, and obviously Superman. I want Superman too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> su- uh, sui- but like modern. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Suicide Squad, the, uh, the David Ayer one, is one of, not just the worst superhero movie I've ever seen, but straight up one of the worst movies, like big budget movies, not like comically bad or whatever, but straight up like unenjoyable films I've ever seen in my life. Like it's barely a, it's barely a movie. You, I don't think you ever saw it, did you? No. If you watched it, you would be shocked by how little it resembles anything that you would recognize as a modern film. I mean, the last DC thing that I watched was obviously, you know, the fucking Christopher Nolan Batman. Yeah, yeah, sure. After that, I've tried to watch any of the DC t- TV shows, yeah, terrible. They're bad for sure. All of them unwatchable. Yeah, terrible. They're bad. Um, the movies, terrible. Yeah, yeah. By and large, very bad. Absolutely fucking terrible. Aquaman, very bad. Fucking Man of Steel was okay. Uh, Batman versus Superman, horrible. Justice League, fucking horrible. I don't even consider like it's it's not even an option for me to think about watching them. <laughs> Right. I watch them all, but they're all bad. They're it's, almost it's, all it's bad. It's not. It, it's it's like it doesn't. Even, it's it's like I'm. It's like I never think about having a beer, right? Right. It's fucking straight edge, right? <laughs> yeah. I never think about watching a DC movie. Right. Never. That's it's a good. It's a good headspace to and be like, in, man. The Marvel movies are fine, but heads up, they're not important. No, not at all. Right. No. So just back the fuck off. Yeah. It's just popcorn cinema, man. Right. And uh, eat a dick. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's hear the next one. Hey guys, so I'm on my uh, Monday walk and I'm just listening to the episode. And uh, early in the morning I had seen Gray post on some socials about Old Nick and basically how sick it was and how weird it was. And I was like, oh shit, I haven't listened to the episode yet. So I got ready and had my breakfast and started going on my walk. When that shit finished, I just turned the fucking episode off. I just finished listening to it and I just had to turn the episode off and go listen to the record. <laughs> and now I'm just calling in with a kind of update on it. That is maybe the best thing that's ever been on this podcast, and it does something kind of cool. 
which is like it elicits a laugh, but not a ha-ha, I'm laughing at you laugh, or even a laughing with you laugh, just kind of like an instinct of like, holy fuck, like that was so cool. There's no other reaction other than just kind of like soak it in and laugh. I don't know. That is my favorite thing that's ever been on the podcast, and I'm super, super thankful that it's on here. Yeah, I've listened to that a lot. I've listened to it a few times. It's full-on children's cartoon music by yeah, the end. for sure. I know. I love it, dude. I, I love it. it. It is it is absurd. It is infectious. Uh, I mean, we already we already went over it uh, at length when we heard it on the podcast. I don't need to rehash it. It's really fucking good. It's really, really, really good. I have listened to it quite a few times. There have been a few days where um, it's short enough that I'll I'll let it I'll let it just play twice on occasion. It's really, really, really fucking good. And also, I think uh, I'm sad to say I think that you and I missed the tapes on it. I think it, yeah. I think the tapes came out when it dropped it uh, yep. digitally, and they're long gone. Yeah, I've looked. Online, there's none for sale on Discogs. I can't find any through any distros. I don't even know what distro would fucking carry that. Right. Uh, but I think that the cassettes are unfortunately long. Yeah, gone, I think so. they are too. I, I I let a friend of mine know, like you know, hey Sean, um, you ought to check out Old Nick on uh, Crisp Winter Dawn of My Nightmare Moon on Grimestone Records. And he said, Oh, I will. He says, Out of curiosity, is the old Nick in question Nick Holmes of Paradise Lost and Bloodbath? And I said, Almost certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not. No. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of people were of that mind after they heard it. Uh, a lot of people checked in with me to be like, yo, this shit's fucking insane. Yeah. So I'm glad you liked it, Zach. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear the last message. Oh, it was me. I left a three minute phone call. Ooh. Oh, please. My fuel. Please don't throw me in psychopath train blocks. I beg you. Anyways, it was about the other time I shit my pants at the post office. Uh, basically, you know, shit my pants. It was inevitable. I couldn't help it. Uh, fucking called up my buddy. I'm like, dude, please go to fucking Walmart for me right now and get me a pair of stretchy waistband pants, like a pair of khaki joggers, something, dude. He's like, yeah, 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 I got you. 40 minutes later, he pulls up, fucking hands me the bag. with. Uh, he's like, dude, I got you some baby wipes in there, too. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking angel. I love you. I opened up the bag, and this fucking prick got me a pair of all-over print pajama pants with bald eagles riding lightning bolts. And uh, so that's what I wore for the rest of the fucking day delivering mail. Not one person said shit to me that day. So there you have it. That's the condensed version. Love you guys. Forever your gay little retard uh, mail cup shitter. I don't, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't be mad at my friend for if I if I got any pants in that situation. If a yeah. friend came through clutch for me and got me any pants at all, right. I I think the bigger question here is why are you shitting your pants so much? I know. At this point, it sounds like there there's um there's something medical going on, right? Because yeah. I a, a couple people asked me about it. There was like a pants shitting thread in the Demolition Facebook group yeah. after it came up on the episode, and I've only ever as I think in my entire life, really, but as, definitely as an adult, I've only ever shit my pants very, a gentle shit, you know, in the privacy of my own home. Like, just like a, oops, it's a little shark, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's never been a full-on shit no. in a long time. Yeah, like, since childhood, maybe. The last time I full-on shit, yeah. I had food poisoning. Yeah, sure, and that's understandable, I right? used to bounce at a bar. Right. I don't know what the fuck I ate. But whatever it was, it gave me unstoppable silver shit. It was like silver coming <laughs> oh out of my God. ass, like white oh, and silver. That sounds horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Smelled awful. 
Yeah. And I could not, I literally could not leave the bathroom. Yeah. Anyway, Thursday night rolls around. I got to fucking bounce Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. It's my only source of income while I'm in grad school, other than living off fucking loans, right? Sure. Student yeah. loans. So uh, I go to work. I'm there for about an hour. I can feel it. I've just been sweating. It's no one's coming in Thursday night. Yeah. I say to my buddy that bounced with, hey, uh, I got to go use the restroom. I go to the bathroom. I make it halfway. I shit myself. Mm-hmm. I walk into the bathroom like nothing happened. I stand around in the bathroom for a minute. I clean it out. Shit a little bit more. <laughs> I come out and I say to my buddy, Doug, hey, I'm not feeling so well, Doug. I think I'm going to go home. He's like, okay, bud. It's no big deal. I go home. It was spring break the yeah. following week. I spent the entire week sleeping on a towel on the floor in my living room, <laughs> packing toilet paper into my underwear <laughs> like a diaper. Dude, it sounds like you had dysentery. I don't know what it was, but it took... I, I, I'm so glad my housemate was away for spring break. Yeah. I, I swear, dude, it was one of the most... If you, you could look in the window and see what was happening, you'd think that, like... It was the scene of like a German fetishist movie. <laughs> it was just towels in my pillow, yeah. and I would basically spend all day going between th- that my 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 basically toilet paper diaper <laughs> and the fucking bathroom. Yeah, that sounds fucking horrible. I, I I hope I never get sick like that again in my life. I haven't had um like I haven't had a stomach virus of any sort since while. probably the age of fifteen for me, like fifteen or sixteen. And I think I willed myself. I, I remember as a child, like as a teenager, I was like, never again, dude. I'm not doing this again. I'm never going to like, I will take anything over this. This is my least favorite sensation in the world. And I have managed for the last close to 20 years of my life to not have any sort of food poisoning. I mean, I've had like some dry heave moments related to other shit, but I've like, I've never had any any sort of stomach virus or serious gastrointestinal, like serious gastrointestinal issue. It might be my least favorite, like um, my least favorite way to be sick. It's my least favorite physical sensation period. I think I've broken bones. I'll take that any day. Yeah. Like I will take pretty much any physical discomfort I've ever experienced over a stomach virus or a food poisoning. Might be being hospitalized with COVID might be worse. It'd probably be worse. That's probably worse. Yeah, for but sure. as far as just chilling at home, yeah, sick, yeah, hate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's read some text messages. So we got one. Hello, Greg, Orden, and Nate. Tell me three releases to drive to: one full length for a long drive, one EP or demo or whatever for a short drive, and one non-hardcore. Um, so I mean, I got a we got a whole laundry list of oh. long drive records. Um, uh one full length for a long drive? Mm-hmm. I don't know what most people consider a long drive. Yeah. Because, like, a long drive to me is, like, a fucking playlist of records. Because a yeah, long drive is... one full length. A long drive is 8 to 12 hours, you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's a long minim- drive. Minim- minimum six, probably? I would say long drive is minimum, for me, three. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Minimum three. Sure. Right. Um, man, it's going to sound cliche, but... Um, I never, we, we, you and I, whenever we've made trips, mm-hmm. what regularly makes an appearance? Um, Sepultura? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anthrax, Persistence of Time? Yeah, that is true. It's super fucking ordinary. Yeah. Um, carcass, Necroticism. I was going to, I was, that was going to be my go-to, Carcass, it's, Necroticism. You know, going to come up. Yep. And then once you get that, what I actually prefer better is playing the radio game, but that's a whole different sure. conversation. Yeah. 
because um, that's what it turns into, and then you come back to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I I'm going to try to do a deep cut for you. Um, you can't go. I mean, depending on what your definition of a long drive is, you can't go wrong with carcass for sure. Uh, we also usually throw some Pixies records in the mix. Yeah, Pixies, Pixies are, are always good. Really good driving music. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, a lot of our selections overlap because we have uh, uh, taken a lot of long drives together over the course of our life. Um, for short drives, I, the last few years specifically, uh, I listen to GT when I have a short yes, drive. Yes, I was going to say frequently. I was going to say something, something s- like stupid. Yep, and just bare bones like goofy modern punk yeah of that sure. ilk right? for sure yep. yeah yeah I, I will i actually i listened to atomic on the way to your house yep. tonight uh, and yeah if i'm just going to the post office or something which i do several times a week gt is is in the mix like probably 50 percent of the time yeah yeah it's, it's a fun listen it's a quick drive you know yeah and that's it that honestly that's where that's where the modern culture of demo shines yeah for sure yes right? i agree i agree yeah like a short local drive for sure yep. um and we already gave you plenty of plenty of non-hardcore selections there also i will say um any of the first three danzig records for oh me. yeah 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 drive. for sure any for of the sure. first three so actually probably select tracks off the first three if i could call like you know like uh, i don't know 75 minutes of music out of the first three for sure yeah just make the ultimate hits playlist i'm either opening or closing with how the gods kill oh yeah for sure right yep yeah you can you can set the mood with that or you can also ease ease out on that really well um all right next one uh this was just from uh the the mail tub shitter i went over by three seconds so you chaunches better cut me some slack also maybe the doctor that listens can tell me why i shit myself so much (laughs) yeah as i said it does sound like it's uh pathological it's medical uh you probably should see a doctor dr hugh Hugh, (laughs) yes dr hugh right um moral law 2022 fuck you nate all right um moral law if you'll remember is the band that was talking about gaia and shit they yeah. were like heavy vegan straight edge stuff. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Um, you uh, you uh, guffawed at it. <laughs> it, got a, it got a hearty guffaw from me. Yeah, I think they recently played like a, a set at a at a fest that that went off that kids were going off for, and I think they are putting out new music soon or something. So okay. I assume this is a member of the band or a fan of the band. I, I'm I'm riding I, hard for Moral Law. So. I, I like their vegan straight edge shirt design. I mean. You know, it's uh, very reminiscent of the uh, Lake Effect, In Effect, Hardcore. I saw somebody in a Lake Effect, In Effect shirt in a video the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was like, holy shit. Well, I haven't uh, haven't thought about the existence of that phrase since probably talking to you about it a decade ago. Yeah. Um, all right. This one is, what's up, yo? On the first weekend of February, Pummel, Peace Test, and Gum are playing some shows together on the East Coast. Friday, February 4th in New Brunswick, New Brunswick, New Jersey at the Litter Box with Raw Life and Broken Vow. Saturday the 5th in Baltimore at Disconson with Jive Bomb. I saw that name Jive Bomb on a flyer just like two nights ago, and I was like, wow, that's a really bad band name. Um, <laughs> I'll repeat that sentiment here. And then Sunday the 6th, Richmond, Virginia at Crystal Palace with Torment, Fading Signal, Signal and Richmond Vampire. And now Richmond Vampire, on the contrary, sick band name. Just <laughs> whatever, wherever you live, and then the word vampire. Um, yeah. <laughs> Even better if you're not actually from Richmond. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Even better if that's somebody's name. Hi, I'm Richmond. I'm Richmond Vampire. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, if you like live hardcore and live near any of these cities, come out and kick it. So there you go. Um, then we've got... Um, 
we got something from AJ that's like pure gobbledygook. Like it, it has nothing to do with anything. It's about the film Don't Look Up, which is a stupid movie, very bad, not funny, being preached to about climate change from millionaires who are, you know, making a movie between flights on their private jets is not anything that any self-respecting adult should subject themselves to. So we'll just skip over that. And then, uh, sup dudes, Jonathan from Bloomington here, huh? John the Hippie. Um, I've got a biology question for Nate. I've been spending my free time trying to get rid of all this invasive shit at my house, mostly honeysuckle and multiflora rose. I've heard using glyphosate as long as it's not sprayed, but like painted on can actually be fairly environmentally safe. My question is, what are your thoughts on using glyphosate to clear out invasives? And a follow-up, after the roots shrivel and die, do the chemicals stay in the soil or evaporate or a question mark? And if they do stay in the soil, what are the environmental impacts, if any? Thanks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Here you go, Jonathan. Um, so if you want to get rid of this stuff, you can use just regular old $42 per two-and-a-half-gallon jug of glyphosate from Tractor Supply. That is not aquatic. It is not um, aquatic labeled, so don't put it on in standing water or near running water. Um, if you want to actually, yeah, you can do the cut and paint. That's easy enough. Uh, just cut the stem as short as you can to the ground and then paint it with the herbicide. You can probably dilute it down for this sort of application to like 15%. I generally use 20. Um, but if you just want to go the full, you know, you don't want to dick around with mixing it and stuff like that and just go the full, that's fine as well. Um, I recommend adding a dye to it so you can tell which stumps you treated and which ones you might have missed. And um, glyphosate is fine for clearing out invasives. I use it all the time. I'm probably going to die from cancer from it. But uh, I could also die from cancer from smoking if I was stupid and smoked, right? Instead, yeah, I'm sure. stupid and use glyphosate to help save Gaia, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just wear gloves. Don't fucking eat it. And, um, you know, your best bet is to uh, probably not mix it so that you don't get, you know, less chance of spillage and that sort of shit. Sure. Um, after fall, the root shrivel and die, yes. The chemicals stay in the soil, not with glyphosate. It, it adsorbs into the soil, so it clings to soil particles. It is not absorb. It is adsorb. It clings to soil particles. Uh, bacteria then break it down. I think it has a half-life of like three months or something like that. Maybe it's, it's, it has a relatively short half-life in the soil, and then it's gone. Uh, bacteria break down its metabol – metabolize its components. And um, – yeah, others. So if you go to, like, uh, Jesus, this is fucking dumb, right? I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah, you're doing right. your job on the podcast right, right now. Uh, if you go to, like, um, be careful if you're going to buy a product that says, like, if you buy, like, Roundup, the active ingredient, obviously, in Roundup is glyphosate at, like, 2% or, like, 1.8% or something like that. But if you look, there's, like, Roundup Season Long and Roundup Pro and all this Rounded Up extended coverage. That has a chemical in it called, called imazapir. Imazapir will stick around in the soil for six months. These are general herbicides. So if you get glyphosate on something, it'll kill whatever plant it touches um, unless it's, you know, Roundup ready. And um, if you get imazapir on something and it sticks in the soil, it will kill all the plants in that immediate area of application, basically the splash zone where you apply it. So you do not want anything that has prolonged impacts. Just get the raw chemical. Um, and maybe you have a use for two and a half gallons of it from fucking Rural King. Um, what else? Also, uh, the honeysuckle is almost certainly going to re-sprout, so you're probably going to have to come back and treat it again next year or, you know, something like that. It's easier with a foliar spray because all those little stems, you don't want to cut them. Um, and the multi-floral grows, you want to look out for re-sprouts as much, but not so much as the honeysuckle. So there you go.
All right, Nate's biology cor- corner. Uh, my invasive control and land management corner. Yeah, for sure. So, um, all right, cool. Thanks to everybody who called in. Thanks to everybody who sent text messages. Uh, we'll shout out uh, new Patreon subscribers on the top of the next episode. For now, if you want to subscribe, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Um, we'll just have one episode uh, episode up this month, but we're going to record one early in February. Uh, so, uh, you know, apologies to anybody who was just sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for two bonus episodes, but we're just getting you one really high quality one this month. Um, then uh, if you want to call and leave a message, it's 260-222-8341. Just please keep it brief. Minute and a half or less. It says it right there in the in the voicemail message that's on there. So there's no reason to leave a three-minute voice message. You can just look at the timer on your clock. I appreciate everybody who called in uh, begging our penance. Um, and then if you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that your submission is a year or less old. Beyond that, you know, as long as it's punk, hardcore, metal, and generally adjacent to the things that we enjoy and talk about on this show, feel free to send it in. Provide as as much or as little context as you want. Um, also, it's come to my attention that I guess you can rate podcasts on Spotify now. I don't know how many of our listeners um, listen to us on Spotify, but considering the fact that I think Apple podcast is like a it's a rigged game at this point right like we're not we're not going to climb up through the ranks to beat out the top podcast is, is it rigged because they don't like us or? yeah we're probably shadow banned for saying slurs <laughs> um, but uh, you can still give us ratings on spotify so if you listen to us on spotify you know give us five stars give us a little review that that might help us maybe we can start getting some of that joe rogan money and neil young will get mad at us for saying bad things and take his catalog off spotify again neil young will be very mad <laughs> he, would be, he, he would joe, if neil young knew the shit i got up to, he would not approve. Joni Mitchell would never talk to me again if she knew the <laughs> shit that I actually get up to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so thanks to everybody who uh, who listens. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll catch you on the next episode.